everyone, it's Meg at Two Grieving Girls, and I am lucky today to have Heather on with me, who is going to share her story about her grief journey and her brother. So Heather, welcome. Thank you so much. It's wonderful, wonderful to be a part of this. Thank you for asking me to be here. Oh, absolutely. It's so nice to talk to you. I followed your story all week, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. It's like the worst words to say to anyone. (laughs) Yeah, like I always say I hate it when people say that to me, but then I always say it to people. Oh, for sure. I need to like invent a new phrase or something that's going to be on my my this year's to-do list. Absolutely. I definitely get that. (laughs) But no, I appreciate you following along. It was a really, I don't know, it was a really nice opportunity to be able to share a little bit and feel like it was a space where people who were reading that could really relate to that, if you know what I mean. Yes. It, it, I still have not been brave enough to do it because every time I attempt to, I just like dissolve in tears. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, one day that's on my to-do list for this year too. So awesome. we'll, see. we'll see if I get there. But I would love to hear your all about your brother and your story and how you're doing. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm Heather. I actually live in Denver, Colorado. Um, and grew up here for most of my life. I mean, there was, I went to college in Arkansas and lived abroad for a little bit. And then I um, came back to Colorado um, several years ago. And it's just been nice to kind of be back in the, and it's, it's a place that has a lot of memories with my brother Lance. Um, we are three years apart. So literally my first memory of my life <laughs> is when my brother was born. Um, yeah. And I kind of remember feeling I think before seeing him, like as a baby, I remember feeling very like confused about what was happening and kind of annoyed. Like, what do you mean? Like there's this <laughs> other person coming. Um, but I, I, the, the first memory I have is like waiting for him to come. Um, and I was at my grandma's house and, and then seeing him this like little like blob of a human. Um, and I loved him and Lance, like if I can, if I can like summarize his love, in a, in a few words is just to say like it was always a battle for him and not always in like a negative way but he had challenges in his life from the very beginning he was born really small um I was a small baby too we were both preemies I was born like two pounds 12 ounces my brother was oh three pounds God. yeah well, we were, like, I had a preemie my oldest was a preemie so I get that really okay yeah you definitely understand and um yeah. And then he had some issues with his lungs. So he was in a ventilator for like, I think at least the first month of his life. Um, wow. So it was just really scary. And, and I've talked a little bit about that with my mom since we lost him because she was just explaining how like for a lot, there's been different times in his life that she thought he would die. And like it started in the beginning. Um, but Lance was, I mean, gosh, he was just such an energetic young person and even adult. He just had this vibrant energy about him. He's one of those people, like, if you hang out with him, you're just laughing, like, always having a good time. Um, And as kids, we would, gosh, we would just be outside all the time. I think that was a big part of, like, living in Colorado. There's just so much to do, and we have good weather here. So we would, like, ride bikes and play football in the front yard and go to the park. And that's just so much of what I remember from my childhood is just being with him all the time. And he was my best friend. So... Yeah, I mean, we were really close. And I think even as adults, we 
we grew apart at different times for different reasons, but like, it was one of those things. He was the, the kind of person that even in those times I could always come back to if we were together, there was an instant connection. It was like, we'd never been apart. Mm-hmm. And it was up to, it was up. It was like that up until the, the day that he passed away. And yeah, he was just such an important person in my life. So it feels really weird to move forward without him. Was it just the two of you? Yes. Yes. Okay, um, for the most part, it's like kind of confusing because we, our parents divorced um, when I was 14 and Lance was 11. And then we had, so we had step siblings, but like for me, when I think about like my siblings, like it is Lance, like he was my yeah. one, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that um, I've talked to a couple people like who have come from big families and it, it was just my brother and I, and we had cousins that were like our ages and, like my whole family lived in like a block of each other. So like my cousins lived next door actually. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So we all like, we were raised like siblings. We were all very close, but like, it's still like my brother and I were a pair. Like it was always Megan and Anthony, Megan and Anthony. So when you lose the other half of your pair, yeah, it feels, and it's it not like I, I have my husband and, and he's obvious. I've been with my husband for like 24 years. And I'm like, but still, like, my brother was the other half of me. Yes. You know, it it just, I had posted a picture. I just came up on the one-year anniversary Mm. last week. Mm -hmm. And um, I said the one year without him has felt longer than the 37 years with him. Mm. Gosh. That's so true. It it does. It just, I mean, it, it feels like it flies by but I'm like I I feel like I drug myself through this year and (laughs) not very gracefully at times yes Uh, no that really resonates with me Meg I was actually I literally saw my therapist like was that must have been yesterday the day before and she was really like trying to like validate where I am like I've just been like really struggling lately like kind of having a tough time you know like low energy just struggling and she was very much like, this is exactly like where you should be. Like, it's only been four months. And I just like looked at her and was like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. this has felt like five years, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's like, like, it's scary to me that that's what it's felt like. Because the time has just felt like so heavy and long, even though it's been maybe just a few months. It it does. And I, I wish I could. T- I mean, I just know from my personal journey, like, it, it's just been. So today is the one year anniversary of his funeral wow and I I like I I remember when he passed away like counting in weeks like okay Mm. and then it went to like months I'm like and I'm like it just it seems so I feel like I should probably be further along than I am like from things that I read from other people but I think I'm a Debbie Downer kind of person and like my husband's all like happy and fun and glass half full. <laughs> and I'm never like that. I'm always <laughs> doom and gloom. Like I always mm. think like something's going to happen. Um, it's like the family joke that I'm like mm. crazy, but my brother was like, like he got my crazy. He understood why I was like, Oh, and I don't know why. Cause we grew up in like this like picture perfect kind of environment. Maybe that is why I, I I grew up so normal mm, mm-hmm. compared to like things that my friends say. I'm like, wow, like 
I remember my parents fighting like twice my whole life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once was when my brother was like three weeks old and my mom had told my dad to change his diaper. I was five and it's such a vivid memory. And I guess he went out to cut the lawn instead of changing his diaper and he came inside and my mom went like insane and left (laughs) she's like that's it I'm leaving and she like left and I remember sitting there crying being like oh my god like mommy left turns out she was sitting at the corner and my brother and I would like bring this up for I'm like you traumatized me Mm -hmm. I'm like I thought Mm -hmm. you and it was like this like joke that you know she like traumatized me I'm like you (laughs) evil like but we really did grow up with everything very normal until I was, I think, 20. Like, my dad, out of nowhere, was diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh, wow. And I think that was, like, a flip for me because I had lived such, like, like, you know, I grew up, I went to school, I met my husband, my brother was, like, an all-star athlete, like, Mm -hmm. my dad was, like, a coach. We, like, went to games together three times a week, like, even as I had gotten married, so that kind of turned my world on its side for sure. and then just building on top of that. Cause then my life went on and I, I had a three-year-old when my dad passed or a two-year-old when my dad passed and I was getting ready to deliver my second. And then I had a third and then I had a fourth and, and then like, you just get so caught up. Like I didn't deal with my dad's death until I had my fourth daughter, mm. which was I guess like eight or nine years after he died and I had like a full-on breakdown yeah and so I I tried to be conscious of that I'm like I don't want to do that this time right right but exactly I'm like that time navigating through like I had my mom and my brother to take care of yeah exactly I'm like and now, like, I feel like it's my kids, like my kids are like 20, 17, 14 and 10. So they're all at very different, like emotional stages, mm, kind mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. and they're all so different. So like, I want to make sure that I like talk to them about the grief because he, he's my, my husband has two brothers, but we don't see them often. Like my brother lived here and was a teenager. So like mm-hmm. grew up being like, the bad influence that let them watch Family Guy and <laughs> yeah my son just texted me the other day he's in school in Alabama and uh, mm. he said mom I woke up in the middle of the night and Family Guy was on my TV and all I could think about was watching it with Anne and when we'd hear you come home <laughs> we awesome. would run like there's two sets of steps in my house so I would go up one step and they would all go running down the other step hiding uh, from uh-huh, me uh-huh. and I <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that you had that memory. I'm like, I have it too. And I remember being like, you know what? Like, you were not responsible enough to watch them. They cannot be watching this. I'm like, when in reality, like, I knew that they were watching it. Like, I just right. had to pretend like I was being, um, it, it, yeah, he just, I don't know. I'm, I miss that. And I think it, what made me realize everyone was in such different spots was about two months after he died, my 10 year old, it was in the backseat of the car and we were having a totally normal conversation. And all of a sudden she was nine and she just broke down in tears and was like, he's never going to get to see me turn 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, 
like I I didn't know what to say to her yeah and I it's just I'm like oh my gosh what do I say I'm like I don't like I don't want to mess her up I don't (laughs) I'm like I don't know like what to say I don't know how to and I I feel like that now still like I kind of tiptoe around everything like I want to talk about my brother but my mom lives with us my mom's deal is shutting everything out Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I'm like I don't know if I should like I don't want to bring him up too much to my kids and like upset them but I also don't want to like put it on the shelf and never exactly him yeah like how does your family I'm always interested how other families deal because my mom and I kind of butt heads over the fact that she just doesn't speak of my dad or my brother like she'll yeah. talk about any of it it really is interesting like to just almost like step out of it and like see people's different paths with grief um because I think everyone is so different and it's it, it kind of comes to head especially if you're like living with people going through that process together like together alone basically mm-hmm. um So it's, yeah, it's really interesting to hear what that's been like for you with your kids and also your mom. I think for me, it's been different in the sense that um, I'm definitely going through my own process. And a lot of that process has been learning to just like be with it, which sounds like kind of trite, but it's actually really hard for me because I like exactly what you're saying of like, what do we say, you know, when you're acknowledging like these really painful realities, it's like, there's actually nothing really you can say other than like, being with that and the pain of what that realization brings you. And that's, so that's what I've been focusing on for myself. It's not a natural process by any means. Um, but I think for like what I've noticed in my parents and I don't live with my parents. So I, it's like, I can see little nuggets of their process, but not the full process. Um, you know, I know my dad, you know, I work out with my dad every couple of weeks. We like walk to the gym. And so we'll talk about it a little bit then. And I'm actually proud of him because I think emotion is really hard for him. Mm-hmm. But I think he's been leaning into that and like he he is so filled with all of the questions of like, how could this happen? Why would this happen? And he's not a particularly spiritual person, but has been like, if there's a God, how could this happen? And like, I mean, I think it's devastating for him to lose a son and like seeing that from my perspective as a as a daughter and sister, it's like I see that pain that he's in. Um, so for him, it's been asking a lot of questions. Um, I think he's still very in the thick of it. And is just trying to figure out what it, what to do now. So I know he talks to Lance a lot. Like he says he like stands in his kitchen and he has Lance's like the program from his funeral with his face on the cover. Like he'll just like talk to that. And I think that's a big part of his journey of acceptance and kind of processing. And then my parents are divorced, like I said. So then my mom, I think she's going through a very different journey. I think she's a very strong like Christian person like her face really important to her so that's Mm -hmm. been really helpful for her I think to kind of conceptualize okay this is what's happening this is what I believe about like where Lance is and how can I like move into an acceptance piece um and she's a really really hard worker so I think her staying like working and things like that has helped her kind of like process it in little chunks um But yeah, I mean, I think it's just so different. Like my parents are on different paths. And so even when I talk to them about it, it can feel different. Um, But I think what I've realized in this whole thing is that even though you can feel very supported in the grief journey, it's it's truly so lonely sometimes because you have to walk that road by yourself in some capacity, you know, and like my wife 
is, is the most supportive person in the world. And it's been helpful because she's had some pretty significant losses and grief experiences in her life. So she mm-hmm. has like a template of like kind of what this looks like. Um, but even so it's like, I, I, there's days where I just like, I'm like, I literally don't want to do this. I just want to like lay down like more metaphorically and just like, no, like kind of throw a tantrum basically. <laughs> I, that, that's where I'm at. Like, so I'm at, I'm like 43 with all like the commitments. That, so I way over committed myself mm-hmm. for the year mm-hmm. to like every board and every single thing you could do. Cause I'm like, all right, like I, normally I'm like a heavy volunteer, but I'm like, I'm going to go like balls to the wall and just keep myself busy. And well, of course the year didn't look like that. And I was like dropping the ball left and right. And, you know, had, had some tumultuous cheer season <laughs> to yeah. come through and, yeah. you know, some, I'm coming in the end of basketball season. And I, I finally, I was like, look, like I'm not doing cheer next year. I have to break it to my basketball guys that I'm stepping back. I'm like, I think I need to pull back from, I think I'm on like six different boards. I need to pull back from Mm -hmm. at least, at least four of them Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like, I can't keep track. Like for some reason, email became like a trigger for me. So Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't open my email and then I'm missing stuff I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, I, I feel bad. And I have like explained to everyone that I live in like a really small town. So like everyone knows. And I'm like, look, I like, I'm sorry. Like I had, all I can do is like, right before we started recording, I got a text, like kind of a snippy text from one of my basketball board guys that he had called a mom about a balance. And it turns out her son didn't play. And I scrolled up in the messages and I had sent, them a link saying like these are the kids that didn't play Mm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my first reaction was to call him and be like are you kidding me right now right Uh, but I was like well I sent it in the message and he said oh well it didn't have a last name and I was like I'm sorry how many like Brendan's were there in the third grade group like you gave me a list with four names on it I gave you a list back with three like and (laughs) yeah so I'm like, I just, I need to just step away. And because for the last month, I'm not going to lie. Like I come home, like I'll go into work at like 4.30 in the morning and I'll work till like 10. And if I don't have to go to my afternoon job, I have been laying on my couch watching Thousand Pound Sisters and Criminal Minds. <laughs> so yes. I don't eat because I'm like watching, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I lay her on my couch and eat, like this is going to be me next year. And I like don't answer the door if someone knocks and I always think I'm going to be kidnapped because I've watched 11 seasons straight of Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is crazy. Is this stuff like really happened in the world? Like, right. And my husband's like, oh, dear God. Like, <laughs> but I, I just find myself, like you said, like just wanting to lay down and throw a tantrum. And, Uh and I I am, I'm like rebelling like a teenager right now against my adult responsibilities. And that's terrible. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because it's just, it takes some emotional energy to kind of truly engage in a grief process. And then by doing so, even though I know that's kind of the like healthier thing to be doing, like there's so much of 
like acceptance of the reality when you do that. And I think that's why I throw the tantrum because I'm like, well, if I engage with this, then I'm accepting that Lance is gone. Mm -hmm. He's not here. And I just don't want to. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I also have noticed when I do engage with it, and a lot of that for me is like just allowing myself even like five minutes to cry, like I generally feel better than I did before. Um, And crying like isn't always an easy thing for me to do but when I just do it it's like oh I feel like I it doesn't change anything but I feel like a little more capable to do you know whatever I have to do that day um so I don't know those are on good days though there's some days where I'm just like I just need to numb this out they're like let's go I want to think about Lance all the time I mean it just I feel like no day is the same and that's what makes it so hard um and I think that's what makes grief so unpredictable too, is like some days it feels more manageable. And then other days I'm like, I am on my ass and I cannot get off. Yes. Like how I, I feel like I've been like building up. So I'm like a bit of a tyrant in our, we only have one, we have one school district. Well, everyone only has one, but, but like we have one primary school one middle school and one high school so Mm -hmm. like the whole town goes to the school so like you literally know everyone because these kids start together at five and then graduate Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I may be known for like tearing through the school with demands and being pushy and overbearing to get my way and which is probably not like a good thing I always joke that they have my picture up and like throw darts at it but I, I do also, like, give back a lot. And, yeah. and they'll tell you, like, our athletic director, like, I torture the man. But he'll also tell you, like, I'm the first one that's like, yo, like, you deserve way more than they're paying you because mm-hmm. you put in, like. But I I feel like all last week I was anticipating, like, the 20th coming. And I don't know why. Because in reality, it's just another day. And my husband kept trying to, like, say to me, like, you know, like you're, you're building this up, like try to calm it down a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just like a calendar year. Like it, it's not, but I'm so weird about anniversaries. So I had all this like anger. I've just been angry at the world and everything. And last Friday night, my daughter had a basketball game and we played a team whose shortest girl was five, nine they were giants they were out there passing the ball like the sixers and (laughs) we're like a good team like we're not a shabby team at all Mm -hmm. but like these girls are just next level but we have a player named kira on our team and their announcer kept calling her kiera Mm -hmm. so at halftime and i can promise you you can ask the two freshmen that were sitting at the table they're friends with my freshman daughter I went over, I was as nice as can be. And I said, hey, could you do me a favor and just let the announcer know, like his assistant was there. I said, let him know that number 15's name is Kira. And I mean, it's spelled Kira. I don't know like why. So anyway, I go back and I sit in my seat. Well, then the girls are like texting me. He's over here like talking trash about you and talking trash about our team. Oh, and I was like, oh, like seriously. And, um, and my husband was like, please do not go over there before the end of the game. Like, cause I was ready to like storm the court. I oh, was for like, sure. Oh, I'm like, or, I, I said, all right. Like I told my Addie's friend, I was like, well, you let him know that I'll meet him outside if he want. Like I was just, 
So at the end of the game, I walked over and I was like, okay, I'm not going to explode because I don't want to cause a giant scene. I'm like, so I'll just go over with the condescending attitude. So I went and I like leaned in and when I, he, his hand had his papers in it and they were like shaking all around. And I said, oh my goodness, I didn't offend you by letting you know how to pronounce that name correctly, did <laughs> I? And he, he was like fumbling with his words and he was like, oh, well, the way that it's written there, I said, well, the way that it's written there is Kira. I said, it, there isn't even a, a different way to read it. And right. he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm just constantly offended. And I said, probably because you're a stupid asshole. <laughs> and it slipped out. I shouldn't have said it. The two girls, as I went walking over, the two girls put their heads down. And the, the one I just met this year, she's a sweetheart. The other one I've known, like I grew up with her mom and dad. So like I've, known her since she was little you know she's good friends with my daughter and I can see them like giggling and Mm -hmm. after I walked away they text me they're like he does not know what to do like he is so flustered (laughs) and my husband was like you're so mean he's like why did you have to like be I said look I wasn't trying to be mean even when I went at halftime like I was very very nice I must have said please three times like I was just letting him know right and he he didn't have to he said that our team wasn't coming out of the locker room because we were getting beat so bad and we were getting on our bus that that's not appropriate for an adult to say right no. in, in front of the jv players sitting there and if you're the announcer you should know better definitely so i was like typing an email to their athletic director on the way home my husband's like they already have you blocked because they don't <laughs> want to listen to you because i honestly i think two years ago i might have had a run-in at, at this same school with a coach but so I probably have a reputation there, but that poor man got my anger mm-hmm. that filled up all week. And mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I feel bad because I don't feel bad. I, I was nice until he kind of like pushed it. Like right. had he not commented, <laughs> but I, I probably should control that better. And that's something that I've always had like outburst issues when I, you know, I'm definitely that, like, I want to talk to your manager. Like, my kids are like, oh, God, Mom. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like this past, like, month, like, my little mini outbursts have not been not been the best. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes so much sense, though, because I feel like, I mean, you just never know what people are processing and going through and, like, all the things that lined up, you know, up until that moment for you. But I feel like, it can be interesting because like when you're processing something like the loss of a loved one, it's like your anger might come out like first, like that's what people are seeing, but it's like, there's so much underneath that too. Right. Like there's the sadness, there's the pain, there's like the disappointment. There's like so much in it, even if people are only seeing like one aspect of that. And in my like pout on my way home now, and I have like a ridiculous memory for dates. I said to my husband, and I'm so mean even to my husband. I don't know if you've ever listened to any of the previous episodes. Like, Steph will tell you, like, I'm a monster to my husband. The fact (laughs) that he's kept me this long. Like, he just said it the other day. He's like, we've been through so much. He's like, it blows my mind. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, I said, the last time I was at that school, I was there with my brother. Wow. So, like, last season, we didn't play at that school because of COVID. They played at our school. So my daughter's sophomore season and that picture popped up in my time hop at the Mm, beginning of the mm -hmm. week. I'm like, so 
I'm like, you have no idea how I'm feeling or why I'm upset. Or, and he's like, well, you didn't tell me. And I said, well, because I feel like everyone around here gets tired of listening to me be like, oh, well, you know, oh, the last time I was here, I was here with Anne. Or that. I'm like, I, I don't want to push, like, my sorrow on everyone. I'm like, but I also, after, like, an angry outburst, I want to be like, oh, my God, like, I'm not mad at you. And this, this is not what it's about. Like, I'm... I'm upset that I'm not sitting here with my brother right now. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. I'm zoning in on the announcer because that's the easiest thing to target. Exactly. And exactly. Like Steph and I always say there should be like this like blinking sign above your head that says like <laughs> grieving like this many days or this many, like, you know. Totally. Like, like a warning. We should come with a warning sign. Like yes. It would save so yes. many people. <laughs> Honestly, it's so true because it's just the way that you move through the world is just so different. And gosh, yeah, a sign would be really helpful. And I definitely feel the same way. Like, it's just so when you, I think you're going through it, particularly like the first, I would say year, maybe even the first couple of years, it's just so front of mind with everything. It's like Lance is so much in everything right now because I'm feeling his absence. And mm-hmm. so it comes up so often, but I do sometimes feel like, I don't know if the, like just hesitant to share that. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily want to be like, Oh my gosh, Lance, this Lance, that. And at the same time, it is so much of my reality. It's like, this is literally what I'm going through right now. So here I am. (laughs) And you you don't want people to forget and not, yes, not that I, I, again, had like a hissy fit to my husband, like last week, like I was like crying and I was like, I, my son checked in on me. He like, um, he went back to school right before. And so he left to go back to, I'm in Pennsylvania he left to go back to Alabama and then it was his birthday. And then four days later, the anniversary. So I was already sad because, you know, I'm not with like, he's my only boy. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, everyone in my like world and my little surrounding world thinks he's my favorite. I can promise you, I do not have a favorite. He, <laughs> he is my only boy. And I can tell you the child has probably given me attitude once in his life where the three little monsters that live here now are like, full of attitude so I'm like me it's like he is a boy and he did he was like you know I'm just checking on you mom to see how you're doing today and I'm like where the girls didn't necessarily say something I think like each one of them in their own way like kind of you know like my one daughter who's not like a hugger like came by and gave me a hug and but I'm like I I look back and I try to think of things growing up and I feel like there's so many memories that are blurred with my dad Mm, um mm -hmm. and I mean I was my mom was just saying the other day like oh well you know you were always your father's favorite and I was like whatever like that was so not true I mean it was true but it wasn't but (laughs) um I had said to the kids I'm like I want you to like write down like I want like a copy book for like everyone to write down their memories of Anne. I'm like, because mm-hmm. as you get older, like it does all start to blur. Like it does. there's two years of my kids' lives where like after the last one was born and I had like four kids, like eight and under, I remember nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll say like, oh, well, you know, was this? I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, we can like go back through Shutterfly and look. I'm like, but 
I, I don't remember first steps. I don't remember mm-hmm. but like, because it, besides just being busy, like you, your memory does start to fade if, if things aren't talked about. Like I, it came up the other day. Well, not the other day, but I guess a couple of weeks ago, we were in Disney one time and mm-hmm. my, I have older stepdaughters and my husband and my brother took them on summit plummet and Mm -hmm. my son didn't want to go he was like dead set against going well after they got off it he wanted to ride so of course like my husband and brother who would like never say no to him like took him up and right around the time was when anchorman had come out Mm -hmm. and my brother like loved that movie that entire trip he quoted (laughs) that movie and i was like oh my gosh i'm like i totally forgot that like that he did that on Mm -hmm. that trip and Connor was like my only memory of being in, I guess it's Typhoon Lagoon. I, I don't know if that's Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon, but he said my only memory of being in the water park that day mm-hmm. is waiting in that hour line to go down the summit plummet with Ant reciting the lines of Anchorman. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I was like, that's why you need to like write this stuff down. Cause everyone has their own little memories that, you know, we'll, we'll crack everyone else up, but exactly. Exactly. I think they might like secretly be making a book. I I don't, when I was like pitching a fit to my husband, he was like, Addie has been writing stuff down. Mm, So that's cool. I, I think maybe that might help me. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to help me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think it's so hard because especially around the memory piece, it's like, yeah, things get really blurry. And so like a lot of my best memories with my brother when we were really young, well, that was a long time ago. So it's like remembering mm-hmm. all those things is difficult. And, um, you know, and then I think that's been hard about the grief process too, is like, it's horrible. It sucks. But also like moving through it feels like a departure it's like, I don't really want to move forward because I don't, mm-hmm. it's hard to move on without Lance. But then by moving forward, it's like further away from the time of loss and further away from his life. So like, even when it became a new year this year, 2022, that was really emotional for me. Like, yeah. cause I'm like, wait, but Lance died in 2021. It almost mm-hmm. felt like I was like leaving him behind. Oh my gosh. I, so like that so sticks with me. Like I stood by my, I always count down the kids from the front lawn, like on rock and eve and i was standing at the christmas tree like at my front door and i'm counting them down and just tears streaming down my mm-hmm. face thinking mm-hmm. like and i mean i still text my brother's phone i know that's like weird but like you know i was texting his phone at midnight like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how much i miss you and th- you're right like just stepping into just that one step over into 2022 felt so overwhelming knowing that he'll never exist in this year exactly like it's it's like cemented in time pretty much yeah it becomes your before and after yeah and I said to my well my husband brought it up the other day how he was like do you ever think how different things would be if your dad didn't die and I was like actually yeah I'm Mm -hmm. like sometimes like I find myself and 
I, I'm so embarrassed to admit that I still watch Riverdale. <laughs> I used to only watch it because I loved Luke Perry, but then I just, I followed along and it's such an awful show. Like the storyline's terrible, but the season finale was they had an alternate universe called Rivervale. Hmm. And in my head, I was like, well, like, what if that's possible? <laughs> like, what totally. if like, is an alternate universe? And then I just started thinking of like, so many things that just going back to like my husband said when my dad died like how different our lives would have played out mm-hmm. like I'm like yeah. I I think that about my brother like I, I I think like I don't know he has a daughter who she just turned three and my sister-in-law's expecting twins oh wow and I think that is hard yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure it's like way harder for her. Like she's not very open. Like her and I are like, like really different where I would like talk about it all the time. Like she's kind of more closed off about it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't imagine what it's like for her. Cause I know that I'm super struggling with it. I'm like, but I mean, what can you do other than like, I texted her the other day cause she's going to be a scheduled C-section. And she said that she wasn't, allowed to have visitors at the hospital and I immediately like burst into tears and then Mm -hmm. she said oh well I think I can have like one visitor a day and I was like well I would hope that my mom would get to come I mean obviously I would want to go but right you know I would want my mom to go first of course Um, but I I wonder how different that's gonna be like without like my brother was a buffer between my sister-in-law and I Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I wonder how different this is going to be with without him to I I don't know how to explain it like I love her to death but we're just so different like we could not be any different so I, I struggle to like like, and I'll even say to her, I'm like, you know what, like, we'll be in a conversation that I feel like it's going to like, end. like, I haven't argued with her since my brother died. We, we used to get into arguments that my brother would be like, all right, well, like, you're right, or you're right. But like, I always just like bow out gracefully, because like, I, my God, like, what kind of awful person would I be to start a fight with my brother's grieving widow? Mm-hmm. Like, does it get any worse than that? <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know I I feel like it's just gonna be I I would like to see my niece more and I know that everyone's busy and everyone has things going on and I kind of like put like push it to my mom I'm like okay like you need to make plans because I bring things up and it gets like shut down Mm, and I'm like mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if maybe seeing us like triggers her or if she doesn't want to hang out with us or like I don't know what it is and I don't know how to talk to her about it right so that's like I don't know I wish there was a guidebook for navigating that situation because that would be really nice (laughs) I know like we should figure it out and write it because there's probably money to be made there oh for sure yeah figure out ways to like I don't know. So hopefully that situation is an easy one and not, I mean, I should be, 
super, super excited. I mean, of course I'm super excited. I love babies. I totally would like steal them if I could. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm sad to think that, you know, my brother won't be here. My brother was so excited to have yeah. a daughter. He, he was like great with my kids and, and he adored my kids. But then obviously once he became a dad, like, I think he like really realized like, wow. And, uh, I don't know. I, I slipped into that thinking like, hmm, like, I wonder what I had like a whole alternate reality. We last night we had a basketball game and we played his alma mater and mm-hmm. which was where I grew up and mm-hmm. going into it. I knew it was kind of going to be a tough game. Like they have a couple of girls that are pretty good. And so I was already like bummed to be going, like thinking about it being his school and everything. And we were losing by 20 points and I was like, Oh, I need to like go somewhere else in my mind before I start attacking referees and stuff. And that's where I went to like, I'm like, I wonder what the last year would have been like, Yeah, but I don't know if that's healthy to do that. Like, do you think that's like, I feel like absurd saying that. Like, I wonder if other people do that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, I think it's part of, I think it's, it is normal. Like, I think it's just part of kind of the acceptance process. Like I was talking to my therapist about, this was like a couple months ago, but like there, I just remember everything about the day Lance died, everything, everything I did, the places that I went. And then like, there was like this wine bar I went to and like, I had the day off from work. So I like treated myself to a glass of wine in the middle of the day. And then I went on a hike. And so I've noticed like right after his passing, like when I pass those places, when I see the place that I hiked or when I drive by that wine bar, I go into this whole space of like, I just want to like run back in time, Mm -hmm. get that girl. And like, not that I, well, I think on some level thinking I could change things, but just like Mm -hmm. scream at her and be like, girl, your whole world is about to to crumble. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I just say that because I think it is, I think going into those places, it just makes sense because it's almost like the reality of what has happened is so unbelievable that it's hard not to go back to like, well, what if this, what if this? And I think if we stayed in that space all the time, yeah, probably not the best, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I go there and I'm like, it's okay that I'm here. I just can't stay here. Otherwise, then it gets really sad because it's like, there's nothing I can do. Awfully, I so my brother passed away probably around. I think my sister in law talked to him, I think it was like 11 a.m. Um, and they estimated that he probably died like right after that. There was no other text or calls or anything from his phone, he had a seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my sister in law didn't find him until 11 o'clock at night, mm. so that whole day I had been texting him. And so he, like my dad was a coach. He was a basketball star and he had this whole like basketball connection with my oldest daughter who is like my varsity athlete, like since freshman year. And like, like she's just like a true athlete. And they had like that bond and she wears his basketball number. And like, there's just so many like connections. So I I feel like this year at basketball has been very tough. Or mm-hmm. on Sunday, like my son didn't answer his phone in the morning, and 
everyone in my world that's like close to me knows that like if I text you or if I call you and like you don't answer me like I my palms start to get sweaty and I start Mm -hmm. to panic because Mm -hmm. I think I was texting my brother that whole day like what if I just went to his house Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. realistically I know it wouldn't have made a difference but I'm like in that night the last text I was like I I can't believe that you're not answering me about like these terrible referees like and um at like 9.30, I was so mad because of COVID. It was an away game and we had to watch it on TV. And I was so mad at my daughter's coach. And I posted a picture of me and my dad on Facebook. And I was like, oh, like you were like the one person that could talk me off of this ledge and that would truly understand my anger mm-hmm. right now. Like, yeah, I say what it was about. Like, but like my dad was a really good coach. And I was like, you know, like he would like get it. And like after that, I was just like, oh, like dad, I need like a sign to calm me down. And it always felt so eerie to me. Like I posted that at 9.15 and mm. at like five after 11, my mom just like yelled down the step. I was downstairs. I fell asleep on the couch. She just stood at the top of my steps and was like, Megan Anthony's dead. Wow. Like she didn't, like she didn't yell. Like she was like a monotone voice. I don't even know how I woke up to it. It's, it's all so surreal. But people said to me, like, oh, I thought something might be wrong when you posted that picture of you and your dad. And I'm like, oh, girl, that picture was because I was pissed off at Emma's coach. (laughs) You know, I had no idea. I'm like, I think about those moments. And like you said, you go right back to them. I'm like, I I was so, so angry at the coach. I was getting ready to text the athletic director at home at like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, and I'm like, part of me wonders if like, like if subconsciously somehow, like I knew that, like, I don't understand why I was so, so angry. Mm, I'm like, but mm-hmm. that post like completely was about a basketball game and me being fired up about coaching decisions. Like it, it had nothing to do with my brother. Like I didn't know about my brother until like two hours later. Like, yeah. That's wild. It's it, it, it is. And of course I, someone needs to like tell me how to turn off my Facebook memories because every one of these things keeps popping up mm, in my, mm-hmm. as my one year memory. And I'm like, Oh, like, like I know that I know yeah. that I did that. Cause it's always stood out as such a weird thing to me. That, yeah, for sure. Like that I asked my dad for a sign and like that. Sure. I, I remember being like, that, like sure as shit wasn't the sign I was looking for now, but like, <laughs> Could I have a different one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can I take that back? Like, <laughs> you know, like maybe a penny on the ground would have like insufficient, like, but yeah, no, that is, that's really interesting. I was actually going through my photos the other day and like, there's definitely that point of time of like, okay, he died on September 22nd. And so like, there's those few photos from September 22nd, like he died, Lance died at night, like 11 PM at night. And, like, there's photos from my my day, like, before then. And they're just painful to look at. And the one that really gets me is, like, that evening, um, which is when kind of some of Lance's, like, his experience with death was beginning. Um, I had decided to watch Lion King, which is so random because I love – like, it's my favorite movie of all time. But I I literally never watch it at the same time. Like, it's not something I'm just like, oh, watch Lion King. But, like Mm – that was one of Lance and I's favorite movies. My grandma took us to see it in the movie theater when it oh. first came out in 1996. And Lance stood the whole time. Like, he was in awe of this movie. And so I'm watching this movie, but it was so interesting because I love it. 
but I, I was, I felt so restless. Like I couldn't sit still. I felt really agitated and just, I didn't even finish the movie. Cause I was like, I don't feel, it's like, I felt bad, but I just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then for the evening to unfold the way it did of like hearing Lance at the time he was seeing, being seen by the paramedics thinking, you know, they could get him resuscitated and they weren't able to do that. And it's anyway, just finding out like that later that evening after going through that with the Lion King, I was like, this is mm-hmm. weird. And I don't know what I believe around that, but I definitely think there's something like, there's something intuitive there of like, I, oh, yeah, I knew I something was wrong, think. you know? Yeah. I, I 100% like believe and things like, like just, just from what you said right there, like, well, what are the chances that in at that time that you'd be like, Hey, let me pop this on. And yep. like it, I, and I've talked to other people who have said like similar things. It's like almost like your mind is kind of like prepping you to go into this mode. Like, yes. like, like yes. kind of like the universe knows what is coming for you. So it's putting you in like self-preservation mode Yep, because you're going to have to it's, it's really weird. It is. It really is. And I, there was like, I, without going into too much detail, like we received a phone call from Lance's partner at the, um, at the time when he was like really struggling medically and physically. And like, they, we weren't sure what was going to happen. And I actually was taking a bath and I just remember, I'll never forget it. I like was sitting in the bath and I was like, I think this is it. Like, I think Lance had struggled so much in his life with different things, with mental health, with substance use. So there were so many other times in my life where I like thought, okay, Lance might not make it through this. And I remember sitting at the bath the night that he died and I was like I think this is actually it and that was like one of the most painful moments of the whole thing because it was like I just it was like almost the inevitable and I didn't want it mm-hmm. to be but it was almost like okay get your helmet on here we go like this is this is it yeah I, I understand like my brother when my dad died had like a pill problem and I mean my mom kind of I, I don't want to say like shut down it's not like she was unavailable but it was kind of like Steve and I took it on heads on and got him straightened out. Like, like I always like say to my kids, I'm like, your uncle put me through hell. Like, <laughs> trust me, whatever, you know, whatever you think you got in your arsenal, like you are not going to beat me. Like <laughs> yeah. I made it through that. Like I can make it through anything. Like my, yep. my one best friend who has been my friend since Connor was like little, like watched my brother grow up and like went through all that with me. And we were just saying the other day, like, to make it through all that and like I I mean I don't know if you ever like I had at points prepared myself like to get a phone call Mm -hmm. that you know like Mm -hmm. something had happened like it so I'm like I don't know I just I I remember I found a, a text just the other day that I sent to him like after he had his baby saying like you know what like look back 10 years and and think like you know did you ever think that you'd be right here like Mm. you know we we went through so much and and my brother definitely my brother and I both struggle with like mental health Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. issues like terrible terrible anxiety and and that was it it, I'm like I don't know like you think like you make it so far and then I guess you almost think like okay like we're in like a good like we're smooth sailing right exactly and so you like let that guard down and yep. 
And then that's why I'm, that's why I tell my kids, I'm like, no, I'm like, look, I literally live every moment waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, even if the first shoe didn't drop yet, I'm waiting <laughs> for the second one to drop on the other side of me because like, that's yeah. how it feels like it all, whether it's just little annoying things in my day, I'm like, it's always something like it's it just, I'm like, I would like a smooth day <laughs> with, yes. with like no hiccups, no, but I, yeah. I think with grief, like you don't really get that. No, while, at least. no. And I mean, I guess we'll see what happens like over time, but I noticed something for me that's like really different from how I used to be is like even thinking about planning. Um, and like, I used to be such a, like, like into planning and like, Oh yeah, let's do this and this. And like, let's go for it. And like very goal directed person. And I, I still am, but I'm noticing when talking about things in the future, I just get very nervous. Cause I'm like, well, I don't, you don't know what could happen. Like mm-hmm. something could happen. And my mm-hmm. wife's like, uh, right. But like, we still have like our goals and our hopes and our dreams. And like we, and I'm like, yes, let's, you know, step into those. But I just feel very tentative with planning now. Cause I think mm-hmm. I didn't expect Lance's death like this. And so now it seems like it's just calling into question everything and it's hard to trust anything yeah. anymore. You know, you just don't feel like you're in control, which I guess you yeah. never are, but <laughs> yeah, I know, but you think you are. And yeah. because I was like a control freak, I guess I did think I was like in control of everything and managing like everyone's schedules and everyone's different personalities. And I'm like, you, like you get like a sense of like control. So then when something like that happens, you're right. Like, like, it's almost like you, you don't want to plan because I, I, I don't know if like, I feel like I'm almost afraid to plan things. Like I'm going to, I don't want to say jinx myself. Like, right. or like, I don't know, like test the gods or something. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I feel like, like, let's just decide when we get to that point. Yeah, like, exactly. But it, I'll put the money in an envelope and if we get to that date and like uh, we're going to visit my son for parents weekend at his fraternity and I should have bought the tickets like last month. I just bought the tickets last night and I was like, I, I don't know why I didn't buy them. Like obviously unless something were to happen to me, like I'm obviously going to go for that weekend, but it's, it's like a mental thing. Like you, exactly. I I understand that. I feel like people don't understand that sometimes though. People that, that haven't lost like I even at my age like I'm 43 and I have like a bunch of friends that well I don't want to say like friends but like acquaintances who like haven't lost people in their lives and I'm like I'm like I lost like two major not even counting like my grandparents who I were close with and but I'm like like I I lost half of my family at Mm. this point now Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I'm like so it blows my mind I'm like that you're 45 and you're crying about your 97 year old grandma dying. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not trying to like take away from that, but sometimes I'm like, well, you know, 97 is like, like good. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I get, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You just bring a different perspective because you've had that kind of like loss, you know? It's crazy, but I would love, it was, awesome talking to you and I would love to like check back in with you maybe next month yeah that would be wonderful absolutely 
see. At, at that point, I'll be through playoffs. Let's see if I like have any <laughs> freakouts, or I'm sure it'll come. Something will come. You'll be hearing something. Yeah. That I, I when I lose it on like a referee or player, like yep. I'll make sure that I yep. text you and let you know. So yes, you know it's coming. please do. Yes, gotta gotta but, hear the next uh, adventure there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's always like a Hurricane Meg story floating around that that everyone's laughing at, but. <laughs> I, it was so nice to talk to you today and thank you for sharing and it would be great. I'll, um, I'll shoot you a text and we'll set something up like yep. for next month and see, great. see if we're still treading water or if we made any progress or if we can figure out how to get ourselves those blinking signs. To... Yep. Yeah. Hopefully we'll make some progress on that. Get some light bulbs. Um... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We might be onto something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was great to hear some of your story as well and look forward to connecting again soon. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, Matt. Okay. Bye.